0: Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session
1: thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. I'm young, fit, and healthy, so do I really need health insurance? I mean, can't I just cheap out and not buy that extra travel insurance? And what exactly is professional indemnity? Welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name's Erica Huyn, and we're back with part two with Bupesh Kapli, our resident tax and business advisory expert, and we're here to talk about insurance. Now just like tax, there's a lot of different types of insurance. And when we haven't directly experienced a sticky situation where we need it, it's often hard to see the value of it or understand what it entails exactly. In this episode, Bupesh talks us through the basics of insurance and why it's important. At the end of the day, you'd rather have your back covered than have regrets when things don't go to plan. So let's jump straight into it. I hope you enjoy this episode.
0: At a very, very broad level, uh, look, we've probably come cost insurance mostly like when we think about car insurance, home insurance. Really, at, at a very high level, we're paying um, costs and premiums um, in case something goes wrong in the future, effectively to cover ourselves so we can get some level of support, whether it's income support or some sort of payout, so that when those bad things happen, that we've covered ourselves um, because there are always, unfortunately, some bad things do happen. Um, and like I said, look, we're most probably exposed to, um, you know, what's the, like, I know, especially when I didn't have a job, um, I didn't have to get much insurance. I didn't have much to insure. Um, so... But but most commonly, you know, if we've got a home, we get home insurance, home and insurance, insurance, or if you get, um, you know, we talked about very quickly private health insurance. So if we, you know, we insure our health um, and there's things like car insurance as well. So look, at a very high level, we're paying some costs now in case some things go poorly, that we're not going to be in a position where we don't have any support and we work with these um, insurance brokers, insurance funds to hopefully come to an arrangement where they can do some supportive things to go poorly.
1: Sure. Can I ask, what does this term indemnity mean? And is this a type of insurance? Is this referred to something specific? Like what does this term mean exactly?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So look, I think it's all about protecting yourself. That's the way I look at it. So indemnity is is a type of insurance. So normally you'll come across it when you think about professional indemnity. A lot of the time, uh, again, if you're probably an employee-employer type relationship with your practice, um, a lot of the time you're not actually um, getting professional indemnity yourself because you're working within the practice and the practice will get insurance to cover its exposure for anything that's happening from a um, clinical perspective. And so you as a dentist with your practice are covered for that. But if you're an associate, so you're on a type of contractor or a commission type arrangement, um, a lot of the time um, you're working for yourself, it's essentially the way we look at it, out um, of practice. And so you have to protect yourself. So if something goes wrong clinically and you know something happens with the patient... Um, what you're doing is indemnifying that risk. That's the way it's actually the word comes up. So you're getting professional indemnity to basically say, um, this is the patient and they need support and they actually themselves are um, going to need some medical bills paid or something happens to them, um, which unfortunately does happen. It's rare, hopefully, but it does happen. Um, and there's costs associated with taking care of that patient. You would be the one who would be liable for that to take care of them, depending on, on what's happened. And that insurance, that indemnity, that you indemnify yourself and that risk and that's what that insurance does. Um, a lot of the times there'll be big numbers associated um, in your cover to say, well, if that, 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 go- that clinical aspect goes wrong with the patient. Um, you've got some coverage. You've got insurance for that payout to be made. I'm um, by your insurance provider in the background.
1: Sure. So, does indemnity specifically refer to us and like our management of patients, or does this also cover ourselves? And when you were saying before about like, you know, if we injure ourselves or if something happens and we're not able to work, is are these separate things or?
0: Oh, great question. Great question. It comes down to different types of insurance. So, probably the indemnity, that, which I refer to as professional indemnity, is probably the term I'd see used most of the time. That's more about protecting yourself from anything from a risk perspective clinically. Um, in terms of what happens if something goes wrong with the clinical work, I'd say, is is it sort of the layman, layman terms look at it? The other one that you'll come across, and we'll probably get into a bit more detail here, is income protection. And that's when we're talking about protecting our future income earning capacity through some insurance as well. So a lot of the time, the, the biggest asset that we have um, when we sort of venture into our careers, particularly when you can earn a really good living and, and really good income from a dental perspective, is our future income. So, if something was to happen when you're 25 years old and then you can't work for the rest of your career, or you're severely, um, I guess, um, diminished in what you can provide in terms of that, that work, um, your earning capacity and how much you can earn for your career diminishes substantially. Um, and that's another type of insurance called income protection insurance, which, which basically protects you from that risk and essentially compensates you for the periods that you're unable to work because you're sick um, or permanently or temporarily incapacitated. Um, and that's a bit different, obviously, to um, insurance takeout you take out for what happens, something happens to your um, patient base.
1: I see. I see. With just this income protection insurance, then I guess this is probably hard for a lot of us to wrap our heads around or see the significance of it. I'm sure it's similar to the idea of like health insurance and life insurance because we're young, we're indestructible, we're invincible, like what could possibly happen, right? So I feel like this is something that perhaps is hard to kind of get across the importance of it. And I guess like are there levels to it?
0: Or Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. It's great. It's a great point because um, we probably all think we're invincible, <laughs> we're a bit. particularly or a bit younger or at least at the start of our careers. Um, and that's not uncommon. Um, what I would say is, um, look, again, the reason that's so critical is in all likelihood, based on the study you've done to invested in yourself, um, this is going to be your biggest asset in terms of this is what's going to earn you, hopefully, your livelihood to buy the house, to have investments, to live the life that you're after from a lifestyle perspective. Um, and I think taking out insurance to cover some very unfortunate incident that might stop you from doing that is fundamentally important because unfortunately those things happen. And I know it's one of those things where it's uncommon, hopefully, but the reality is if it does happen and it's a severe impact to your earning capacity going forward, the impact of your livelihood and potentially your life going forward is significant. Um, and the best way I look at it is, look, we take out, um, you know, for that same level of risk, car insurance um, every year. And, you know, the reality is the amount that a car costs to you um, and the value to a car is significantly less than what you will earn your capacity for your career. And so when you compare it like that, I think, you know, you, you're much better off actually getting income protection insurance. Um, now, I get both, to be honest, <laughs> is what I've been saying. But you, you can see, you know, we, we do protect our other aspects of our life with those those things that potentially go wrong. Um, and I think, to be honest, income protection to me to, to me is probably the most critical one to put in place. because. Again, one of the benefits of being um, a dentist or in the industry is that you can earn a lot more than most industries, which is fantastic. And that's because you've worked hard, you've studied hard, and it doesn't come easy by any means, but you are in a position that, that's fantastic to earn a lot of money, um, hopefully. But that means yeah, you also have risk a lot of your wealth if things go wrong. And so I think knowing that the starts are important. Um, look, it doesn't mean that insurance is um, you know, incredibly expensive. You know, obviously there's a cost associated to it, and the cost varies. Um, depending on how much coverage you get, probably like most things, um, you know, if you get um, a, a really big coverage, so that you know, um, you know, I actually need um, a lot of coverage for for a reason based on how much I'm earning, um, that's going to be very different to if you get a small level of coverage, and it does shift um, very heavily. Um, it also shifts a little bit on probably the person itself, so the way the insurance policies are sort of put together, and this includes things like life life insurance, which we can talk to in a moment looks at how much coverage you want, looks at whether your um, your lifestyle. So you're probably going to have a more expensive policy for a smoker because the risk is higher than if you're not and things like that. So that all comes into, into play. And those premiums, look, they have actually gone up a little bit in, in recent times because there's been a bit of turmoil in the industry with the Royal Commission and things, but that doesn't mean you should stop getting insurance. Um, I think that's really important. If anything, um, the likelihood is that insurance um, is going to go up, and you can actually get some really, really good um, insurance policies now, which lock in the pricing for your for your whole career going forward. Obviously, very important to understand what that means. Getting a really some really good advice around this is important because it's an area that is very you know you know, wouldn't come across very often. It's pretty foreign as a term i used before, similar like tax. But knowing all those different areas um, and knowing what's happening in the industry, I think it's important to look at very early on in your career. That can set you up very well going forward.
2: As dentists and dental students, we all have difficult days. You may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional and psychological health and well-being. This is exactly what dental practitioner support is for. It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief
1: perhaps if this puts things a bit, like clarifies it a little bit more for our listeners or puts it into context, could we perhaps like conjure up a little bit of a story or like an example where we say, you know, for example, Sally is a new graduate and can we talk about like, you know, perhaps the insurance, like what she might look into and then, oh, suddenly she had an injury to her hand and she can't work anymore. Like, could we perhaps go through a story or an example of how this might?
0: I think that's a really good way to do it. So look, I think, um, let's look at that as an example as a, as a, a new graduate. So let's use Sally. So Sally is a new graduate. So I think the first part is knowing what type of insurances there are. So we talked about professional indemnity, um, and that was about the, the appropriate level of insurance you get to um, make sure you cover yourself for any clinical things that might happen, depending on whether or not you're a commission arrangement or a contractor versus employee-employer. They'll determine whether your practice is covering it, but very important. Then we then there's things like income protection, life cover, and permanent uh, internal disability, and that's all linked together in terms of what we're looking at here. And this is where I think example is really, really important. And unfortunately, it's probably a live example as well, um, which I've heard from, from um, our private wealth team who looks after all these insurances for our clients. And it is a bit of a, a sad story, but I think it also puts into place the things that happen and why it's so important. So we had, the names aren't real, but it gives you a good example. We had a new graduate, let's say Sally, who was working. Fortunately, what happened was she got in a car crash. And so she she had was severely impacted In she could a do dentistry and some clinical work that severely impacted on how many hours she could do. It was very hard um, for her, based on the strain that happened through the injury, um, effectively there was nerve damage in her hand. Um, and we can obviously appreciate that um, you know, being a dentist and having nerve damage uh, in your hands is going to be pretty challenging. And so it meant that the amount of hours she could work and her income earning capacity was severely reduced. And so what, what happened was um, she was in the process of getting income protection insurance out um, and going through that process. But once you have an injury or a condition, insurers might not necessarily want you insured for that for obvious reasons. And so when she was in the process early on of going through insurance, it probably took a bit too long um, when she was a grad to get into that, that process of going through and getting the right insurance. Um, delayed a little bit, unfortunately. And so what happens when she got injured, when she went to get that income protection insurance out, um, she actually couldn't get um, insurance for it. And so what what it meant was she had, um, you know, it was earning about $100,000 a year at that point in time. And look, you know, it, your capacity to earn with really good income as a dental associate up to 200 dollars $250,000 plus, it's, you know, it, it's it's absolutely there. And what she could have done if she had got insurance out beforehand is she would have been covered for a good component up to 70% of that normal income um, up until she 60. If she got the right policy all the rest or the coverage, Um, That might have covered her. And then again, um, agreeing what the coverage was would have the specific impact as how much she'd earn um, and get that insurance. Had she had that insurance? Because she didn't take the insurance out in time, um, got it hurt in that car crash. When she then went to get the insurance out after the fact, obviously it was too late. And the insurance was saying, well, we can't do anything about it now. We've also had instances like that also when people have medical conditions. Um, And if you have um, the insurance out and then you have a medical condition that comes in after, and then, you know, you obviously get impacted from from what you can do, that is covered. If you have your medical condition, that underlying condition exists, and then you try and get insurance out, it's very hard to do so. Um, And you can see the impact of, you know, getting that in place early and then being supported hopefully for a majority of your career um, for the earning capacity you might otherwise have had, um, again, depending on the level of coverage you have, that level of income that you have coming through um, in a pretty unfortunate circumstance would be incredibly um, beneficial um, and big support to you then in terms of um, growing your career and your wealth and, and all the things to support yourself going forward. Not doing that and not getting that insurance policy out and subsequently having that, that unfortunate situation, um, unfortunately you're not going to have much support at all. Um, because, again, at that point in time, it's too late. So, look, it's not a great scenario to to think about, but the reality is that happens. And that happens, you know, the other very common one we've seen is is getting, you know, things like needle stick insurance as well. A lot more common, obviously, in medical and dental. um, As an accountant, I'm probably not going to be covered for that as my default. But you can imagine, again, um, you know, if you didn't have insurance and that type of injury occurred, it's too hard after the fact to go get support and then ultimately the insurance that you need um, to then help, I guess, with what might come of that that um, unfortunate injury. So, um, look, I think the important part is, look, you know, you've worked so hard to hopefully go into a position where you can earn a good living um, for, for your career. That can unfortunately be taken away pretty quickly um, with some things happening um, from a from, from personal perspective. Um, your insurance really is there to protect you from that. happening. And so it seems like, a, you know, we're all invincible and it seems like it's unnecessary cost at the start. Um, Look, i would say your income protection insurance um and then looking at that would be one of the most important things i do when i'm sort of graduating um because again um, fantastic position to earn a good living um it can be taken away unfortunately if we, if things go go poorly and and that's why it's so important to put in place early
1: yeah that's a really unfortunate story about you know our sally who was in the car accident but I guess it's just puts into perspective just it could happen to anyone really. And it's so unfortunate that, you know, she wasn't as quick with organising it and then it's very much something you have to do in advance because once it's happened, it, this, you, it doesn't apply in the same way anymore, right?
0: And, and, and the, the reverse that story holds true as well. And unfortunately, it's normally um, when you're going to get insurance on, it's a sad event that triggers it, right, because it probably means that you're incapacitated or or something's happened to hopefully, hopefully in the short term only um, to stop you earning. But we've had many instances where, you know, um, clients have unfortunately had that sort of um, unfortunate scenario but because they've got their insurance coverage um, for the next 6 to 12 months where they don't have any incapacity, they're covered. And then the, the stress is taken away. Um, they can then support themselves and their family, depending on the circumstances that they are personally as well, and lets them get the right treatment, for example. So hopefully it's a short-term thing that's happening, but much more um, less stressful and much more able to... Um, you know, as a um, as a dentist or as an old person, um support yourself when you know that incomes still coming in um, through that insurance. And you know normally because this situation's a little bit unfortunate, um I think you can't underestimate the fact that the stress is going away and it's taken care of. So look, I, I know, you know there's some some unfortunate situations as well, but when you actually do have that coverage and you've got that level of support, um you know we've had some fantastic outcomes as well, which people' have been supported and' it's helped them get back on track and on their way. Um, kicking off their, their um, careers again and, and back up and running, which is, which is obviously where we want to be.
2: Aligners are becoming an integral part of practice and whether you are new to aligner therapy or an experienced practitioner, the opportunity is vast. But how do you do that well and how do you do that profitably? Well, Dr. Jeff Hall and Dr. Jesse Green have got together to help you with both of these key problems in aligner therapy. Dr. Jeff Hall is going to teach you how to do clear aligners to a high standard and give you the confidence to be able to treatment plan and troubleshoot your patients. And Dr. Jesse Green is going to show you how to do this more efficiently, more profitably and to get more patients like these into your practice. Solving these problems and getting you profitable in clear aligners is what Clear Aligner Excellence, their new education platform, is all about. It also gives you huge discounts on the Aligner Lab fees. There's almost no reason not to find out more. Clearex.com.au
1: Questions Like two or three questions, just branching off of what you've said so far, just in terms of, I guess, paying out. Is that how we, what phrase we would use? Like taking out your insurance or getting paid for it? How does that, taking out your insurance? Like, so if you were to have an injury, how are you supported or how do they pay you? How long do they decide? because you were saying, oh, if the injury only lasts you 12 months, maybe that's the period that you're covered. Or if this ends up being like a permanently disabling Injury that might be the rest of your career. Like, how are you? How do they pay you, basically?
0: Yeah, great question. It really depends on your insurance policy. So we've sort of touched on income protection. The other things that we see in insurance policy, in a broader sense, um, life cover, total and permanent disability, and trauma insurance, and all those are protecting slightly different things um, in terms of what you're doing. And so, depending on that policy, um, is how you'll be, I guess, paid out um, for any benefit. Now, the key part. I would suggest is um, firstly how are you taking insurance? So insurance can actually be taken out either in your personal name, actually through your super fund. That's a very common way to do it. And so understanding how that process is 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 being done, and that's where you can get the advice of a, of a private, um, financial planner or insurance broker. They're the right people to go and speak to to get that advice. Um, that will help them say, well, where is it that we're getting? Um, I'm getting that. Firstly, how am I paying for insurance? And secondly, then if something does to go wrong. Where do I get that benefit That from that insurance as well? Um, then it comes down to the type of policy. So, for example, um, term, total and permanent disability, um, that's going to have a very different way to being paid out and the benefit you receive if it was something like um, a 12 month injury that you just can't earn some income for in that short period of time. And so it really comes down to the type of policy you have, the type of injury you have, and what type of impact that has short to long term in terms of your payout. I would suggest for insurance in particular, um, and probably with most things we talked about today, um, talking to someone who knows this area is really, really critical. Um, you know, for example, I'm, um, I would definitely go talk to an insurance expert. Um, I know I'm in business and accounting, um, but I'm not an insurance broker. Um, and I would—I even I in my field have come across lots of different things and I get really lucky that I get to talk to people who are experts in this area, and, and, but I don't write the policies. I don't take out the policies. I go and talk to my, my um, financial planning team that look after insurance. And they take care of it for me. So I think, you know, it is a very um, complex area. (laughs) Um, It's changing because the industry is changing. Um, So talking to someone who can guide you on that, I think, is really important. Um, And then you can get the right level of cover up um, for what you need. Everyone's going to have a different level of coverage. Everyone's going to have a different risk appetite. Um, Some people are happy to pay a little bit extra because they want to be covered to the hilt. And they want want to take uh, uh, less risk as possible. Others might realise it's important, but maybe a bit more cost-conscious, want enough cover um, to cover for what their lifestyle is um, and what cost they would be expending. But that might be different to someone else. So again, um, the policy and tailoring it to what your circumstances are and what your risk appetite is, is really, really important. And there's no right or wrong answer for anyone that it's it's personal choice. uh, But I think at least looking into it, understanding it's really important.
1: Yeah, I feel like you kind of actually covered the second question I had into where I was going to say like, you know, is this very much tailored to us? And from what I'm gathering, insurance isn't something that you pick off the shelf. It's just, you know, standardised, same thing for everyone. It's very much tailored to each individual. And I guess it's important to have like an insurance broker that tailors it specifically to you?
0: Absolutely. I'd say it's really important, particularly for um, people who are in the medical field, so obviously dental being in that field, that you get someone who knows that area well. If you probably went to someone who maybe just looked after insurance generally and wasn't maybe an expert in that area, um, they might not understand the importance of insurance, for example. Likewise, they might not understand how a traditional um, graduate's income grows over time. And so what's the most appropriate time to lock in the policy? Um, So I think getting someone who is not just an expert in insurance, but an expert in dental is important. I think we can probably say that with most things, to be honest, and in terms of professional services and and people who give assistance. Um, But I think insurance even more so, I would really um, reiterate that the importance of getting someone who knows what they're talking about in the industry.
1: And so would a insurance broker or a financial advisor in the dental industry be able to look after us across all these different aspects of insurance?
0: Absolutely. Um, Broadly, most um, firms and and brokers and and private wealth people, financial planners, sorry, have that exposure. If they don't, they actually have to require to tell you to say, that's not my expertise. Uh, And so that's good. So you're not um, all of a sudden signing for something that you don't know um, um, with someone who doesn't have the right skills. But a lot of the insurance you talked about here, to be honest, um, they all come under sort of that that umbrella of, of, of a good financial planner and insurance broker. And you're actually probably setting up those policies um, together to understand, well, um, how does my income protection insurance link in with what we call total and permanent disability, TPD, and so that, again, the coverage you have in totality is appropriate for your risk and what you need to take out. That's why, again, a good broker or financial planner um, will be all over it and they'll be able to guide you in those different areas.
1: And I think this differs a little bit from when we were talking about like finding a good accountant, where you were saying, especially as a new grad, you could kind of have any accountant that'd be able to look after you. Whereas what I'm gathering from this is that we perhaps need someone that's a bit more uh, familiar with the dental industry. So then, how would you go about finding someone, like through companies or?
0: Absolutely. So there, are, if you search online, there's some good some good resources there. Absolutely, um, and we can sort of have a chat. we can share some with your your listeners as well, Erica. Um, which they can jump onto. I would then suggest, actually, funny enough, if you talk to someone who's an expert in the industry in any field, they'll probably know a good ins- um, someone who's in good insurance. So what I would suggest is talking to your peers to see who's got that. And you know, our biggest support network, a lot of the time, where we learn from the most, our own peer group. The knowledge of many is a lot better than knowledge of one. We we all know that. And so having some good recommend recommendations from there is really important. Um, your advisor, and that's whether it's your legal advisor or your accountant will normally have a really good recommendation as well because they've also been in the industry and come across those things. And then also looking at your various guilds um, will also be able to help you. So um, each state actually should have a guideline as to where to go as a starting point. So I know being in Queensland, um, ADAQ, for example, has a guide online as to where you sort of go from insurance perspective. Um, so those are the three probably starting points. And then from there, that should point you down the right path um, in terms of who to sort of get some good advice from.
1: Yeah, the best what I'm gathering from this conversation is that I kind of need to develop my little yellow pages of I need this accountant and this financial advisor and this lawyer. Oh,
0: I know it's a bit, it's a bit self, self, um, uh, yeah. self fulfilling as the accountant who does dental. Um, but yeah. to be
1: honest.
0: It- it is probably what we do. It's probably what we recommend our clients. We're really lucky, I guess, working in the industry that we get to talk to those experts. But I would say one of the biggest recommendations we have for you know any new clients, whether they're grads or whether they're practice owners, is surround yourself with people um, in the industry. And then, then hopefully, again, it's that whole piece around you know, you're know you leveraging off all the other smart people in the room, um, which makes a lot easier. So um, and I think that extends to, as I said before, um, keep talking to your peers. Um, one of the biggest things that we really encourage um, and that's why I think there's some really great forums online, which I know, um, like DPR facing fund is, is really important as well. Um, asking those questions, listening to what people are saying, talking to your friends, and that helps you bring that build that little yellow book, oh, yellow pages, sorry, um, and and networks in, in 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 the industry, which then helps you sort of when you come across these sort of curly questions. I think it's really important. So I think you nailed it. I think that's a really really important part, and I couldn't recommend it highly enough to make sure you sort of put that, that team around you.
1: Definitely, but Pesh, do you have any more thoughts on just insurance in terms of we've kind of covered income protection quite extensively, but what about in terms of just health insurance or even a bit more on the professional indemnity? Do you have any more thoughts on those parts of it, or?
0: Yeah, I think health insurance probably is the other one we just worth touching on quickly. We sort of said how important it is to get private health health insurance because of the fact that if you don't and you earn um, up over ninety thousand dollars, you might be actually be liable for more tax, uh, what we call surcharge. So. I think once you get to that level of income earning capacity, it's really in your best interest to take out private health insurance. Um, And, again, it's probably not as complex in the sense that, um, you know, your private health insurance probably isn't so much predicated on your job and your industry and, you know, some of the things we are talking about before with professional indemnity, income protection insurance, really specific to to, to dental. Private health insurance necessarily is a bit more broad. And so you can jump online, you can sort of do some research online and see what the appropriate level of coverage is for you. Um, but I think the important part is you do really need to think about getting it because the reality is once you start earning over that that amount um, in, in income, um, the surcharge and the tax you pay if you don't have private health insurance, well, the time is more than insurance cost anyways. Um, and so you might as well get it and get some coverage and benefit out of that um, as opposed to not having it. So look, I think that's a really, really important trigger because we can easily fall off our parents private health insurance um not think about it and then one day you'll get a dirty big tax bill and wonder how I could have avoided that and it's because we didn't take out the right private health insurance so i think that's a really important one and an easy one to to miss but an easy one to also get right um otherwise i think look uh, as i said before um when you look at those insurances just get talk to the right person um, talk to the right people because once you get once you sort of start that discussion um with the expert a lot of it starts to take care of itself and they can guide you um, to make sure you're getting the right level of coverage and sort of the mindful that is otherwise insurance.
1: Yeah, no, I think that was really informative, Pesh. And In the same way that we said with tax, how we uncovered all the different species of tax, we've also uncovered all the different species of insurance through this conversation as well. So, no, thank you for sharing all of that insight.
0: No worries. Insurance is it's like so, it's curly one. It's uh, it's it's going to change. It's going to change as well. Um, as I said. You, it you know, everyone's best pace to get it now because premiums are going up so if you can get something now you can lock it in cheaper it's much better um but it's, yeah, it's a weird industry let's say
2: thank you so much for listening to the dental headstart podcast i genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist So, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.